Good afternoon, Patriots, and today is Friday, January 6th. And in just a moment here, we're going to bring on a special guest, Coe Griffin, who was obviously part of the January 6th rally and was also imprisoned for about 20 days. Before we begin, let's get a message that's appropriate for this day. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to itargetpro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. All right, Patriots, so this is a very special day that unbelievably no one's talking about, not even on Capitol Hill. They're more consumed with what's going on with Kevin McCarthy, which is nothing. But here we go. Let me bring somebody else on that's much more important. Hey, Scott. Coey, how are you? I'm well. I'm well, thank you. Well, this is a pretty amazing day, especially as you know for everything that's been going on and in our nation. Um, and I wanted to have you on, so why don't you start just by saying hello to everybody. Hey, everybody. It's uh, it's really an honor to be on. And as you say, Scott, just um, on such a day of significance as today is, you know, I mean, um, this is January 6th. You know, it might not be recognized right now um, in our nation, but one day it will be recognized in a, in a very historic way. Tell us a little bit about that day when you were up in Washington, D.C. That's two, you know, I, uh, what is it, three or two years ago, right? Yeah, two years ago now. And I, I traveled to Washington, D.C. I joined um, Amy Kramer and the Women for America First platform in El Paso, Texas on about a, a 10 day lead up to January the 6th. And, uh, you know, I only had intention of just going to the ellipse and joining in with uh, with fellow patriots to, as to, to Trump's rally. Um, but on the morning of the sixth, I got a, a text message from a good friend of mine, uh, Gary Chapman. He was uh, he's a Christian recording artist from there in Tennessee, and and Gary had told me that a brother from their church had a, a vision of a million people all taking a knee to declare Jesus as Lord and. And Gary said, cool, you know, if you get on the main stage before that many people, that might be an opportunity that God gives. But, you know, I, I wasn't included in the rally. I wasn't on the main speaking stage, Scott. And, and so I, I texted Gary back after about the time it was all getting wrapped up. And I told him I didn't have an opportunity to get on the main stage and pray with people. And Gary said, cool, you don't have to do it from the main stage. Just find a bullhorn and a group of people. And, and this is going to be something that's going to carry over and, 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 uh, and I could see it, you know, and I, I felt it as a call of God. So, um, that's what led me down to the Capitol on January 6th was just a call to go pray with people. And, uh, by the time the Lord opened up that door, I was on the West side on the terrace, um, and had 
tens of thousands of people in front of me. Um, many took a knee. Many, many came uh, together with me in the spirit of prayer as we pray Second Chronicles chapter seven verse fourteen over our nation. Uh, but there was so many agitators in the crowd on that day, Scott, and and such a, you know, just a a lot of spiritual things that were going on. You know, I mean, we we look at a, a day when as January 6th is maybe a political day, but brother, I was there and it was spiritual, man. It was just, it was a, a, a spiritual battle. And, uh, and I believe that those that stood firm in the Lord, um, will one day be honored, not only in our nation, but more importantly before God for, for standing up for, for truth and, uh, and, you know, and standing up to, to protect our laws, you know, I mean, that's, that's why we went. We're all portrayed right now as being, you know, insurrectionists or lawbreakers. But really, we went because we were concerned that our election laws had been broken, which now has been proven to be true. So, I mean, I I wear January 6th as a badge of honor, brother, you know. As you should, as you should. Now, go as I told you, we have a prayer in about two minutes, which I want you to lead. On this, especially yeah, on this day, right. and just real quickly, they put you in in the DC Gulag for about twenty days, didn't they? That's correct. Yeah, I spent three weeks in solitary confinement in the DC Gulag, and uh, it was a type of treatment that you can't put into words. I mean, it was it's it's so heartbreaking to believe that there's still brothers and sisters that are locked up in the in the in the jails there. Um, but I spent three weeks, and uh, and then I was. I went to trial on the charges, which was trespass and disorderly conduct. And I was acquitted of disorderly conduct, but I was uh, convicted of misdemeanor trespass. I never went inside the Capitol building. I never did anything that I have any conviction at all over, you know. I mean, my actions should have been well protected inside of our laws. Oh, absolutely. And so you saw the judge when you were there, and and that was – and then – so we'll talk more about that after the prayer. You are, you are, um, still, or you are, you have not, you're not the County commissioner anymore either, right? No, they, I, that was, they took me to trial on a charge of insurrection after January 6th and they used section three of the 14th amendment against me. They charged me with insurrection in a civil lawsuit and by a state district court judge's order, um, they removed me from office and I'm the first elected official in over 150 years first and only that has been removed from office on ground of insurrection. And, you know, I mean, as I said, I was acquitted of disruptive behavior. So it was just a, it was a circus. It was a kangaroo court and it's a weaponized judicial system that we're all dealing with right now. But I know that God is my strength, my refuge, and he will be the one that will defend me at the end of this. So Coey, it's time for our everyday one eleven prayer. I'd like you to lead yeah. that prayer as the uh, as the insurrectionist, terrorist, wonderful patriot that you are. <laughs> so uh, I'll let you lead the prayer, and you just go as long as you want. Amen. I thank you, brother. Yeah, let us let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we just we come before you right now, Lord God, and we thank you, Father, for just your goodness, Lord, your grace, Father, that we enjoy every day in our lives, Father, as we're we're broken before you right now, Lord God, and we're humble, Father, and and Lord, we just pray over this day, God. We we pray, Father, that um, that all truth um, comes to light, Father God. We pray, Lord, that um, 
any of the inner workings that could have taken place on that day by our government, Father. We pray, Lord God, that those things are revealed, Father. We pray, Lord God, that um, any any kind of a, uh, yeah, just any kind of a plan or a plot, Father. Um, we pray, Lord God, that the truth is known behind that, Father God. And uh, Lord, our, our heart breaks right now, Father, for those that are that are still being held in those places of torture, Lord God. You know, Father, um, the struggles that they're going through, Lord God. You know, Father, the oppression that they're under, Father. And uh, Lord, we just pray, God, for those men and those women to be treated fairly and to be treated humanely, Lord God. And uh, and Father, we pray, God, that that those men and women, Father, may may be may be treated righteously, Lord. For Father, we know God that we live in such a political world, Father, but we know, Lord God, that it's truly a spiritual world that we live in right now, Lord. We know, Father, that there's a battle of good and evil going on in our nation right now, Lord. Um, we know, Father, that the devil roams, as your word says, as a, as a roaring lion, um, seeking whom he can devour and kill, Lord. And Father, we just pray, God, for protection under your holy name, the name of Jesus, Father. We pray, Lord God, that you place a hedge around us, Father. We pray, Lord God, that you anoint those like Brother Scott, Father, and others, Lord, that have platforms, Father. We pray, God, for your special anointing upon them to just to stand for truth, Lord God, to speak words of righteousness, Father, and continue pushing forward in this, this fight that we're in right now, Lord God. We we pray, Father, for our leaders, Lord, as we know, God, and your word says that you're the one that puts those leaders in place, Father. Though we don't understand, Lord, um, we know, Father, that your ways are not our ways. We know, Lord God, that you um, you love us. You, we know that you have something great in store for us, Lord God, even if we don't see it in this world, Lord. We know, Father, that for those that come under the, the atonement of your son, Jesus, for those that put their faith and their trust in the power of the resurrection, we know, Lord God, that our reward is an inheritance, Father, where moth or rust is not corrupt, Lord. So we rejoice in that, Father. But, Lord, we come together today to pray for our children, Lord God. We, we come together, Father, to pray, God, for the next generation, Lord. For, Father, we were raised in a in a country, Lord God, that was such a blessing, that where there was such freedom, that um, and and we want that for our children, Lord. So we just pray, God, that you move in our nation in a powerful way, Father. We pray for the Supreme Court today, Lord, as they're considering such uh, such landmark cases, Father. We pray, Lord God, individually for each of them, Lord, that you may move on their heart, Lord God, to give them the strength and the courage, Father, to stand in righteousness, Lord God, against this attack of the devil, Lord. We pray, God, over our Congress today, Lord. We rejoice, Father, and thank you, Lord, for those valiant members of Congress that are standing up against this machine in our country, Lord. We And we pray, Father, that you continue to strengthen, continue to bless them, Lord. And, Father, you know who the best person is for Speaker of the House, Lord God, to, to represent the American people, Lord. And Father, we pray, Lord God, and plead with you, God, in Jesus' name, Father, to establish that person in that place, Lord, and uh, and just to protect us, Father, against this evil, Lord God, that we see manifesting itself in our country. But we thank you for that, God. We thank you, Father, for these difficult times, because through the difficult times, Father, 
people's hearts and their true colors are revealed, Lord. And we thank you, God. We just pray, Father, that you give us um, spiritual eyes of understanding, Lord God. And we pray, Father, that every man and woman that is, that is joined with me right now in prayer, Lord God, just have a great discernment, Father, and uh, be willing to take up the the cross as you commanded, Father, as you commanded us to take up our cross and bear it, Father, in this world, Lord. And we know, God, that the cross is the exact um, symbol, Father, of, of persecution and slander and false accusation and pain, physical pain and suffering, even to the point of death, Lord. May we bear our crosses, Father, with honor, Lord God, following you, Lord, and may you give us the strength, Father, to overcome in this world that we live in today, Lord. We pray, God, for relationships and families, Lord, as as your word says in these days that we're in, Father, that that Father will be turned against son and brother against brother. And we, we know, Lord God, that we see it manifesting before us, Father, but we just rejoice in knowing, God, that you have overcome, Father. So I thank you, Lord, for that, Lord. I thank you, God, for the great honor to be on this platform to pray with these faithful people um faithful brothers and sisters in christ lord god that truly trust in you and i just pray father that you continue to give scott the 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 unction the spirit the heart um to follow you and to speak boldly for you as we thank you father in the beloved name of your son and our savior the name of the lord jesus christ amen amen and father we just want to amen we want to thank you father for for coey for his courage for his continuing ability to speak out. We just ask that you'll continue to give him courage to moving forward. He's been through a lot. And as we know, as you put people in these places of challenge and trial, as they find that strength, they become those lights that others need to see to draw them to the strength that they need within kingdom. Father, we pray this day for the many that are still held in this DC gulag, in this prison that have up against their will for doing nothing wrong. A system that has gone awry that has turned against the people and is being used using the hands of justice that should be rooted in moral law, your law, Father that has been turned into a weaponized system to suppress the people for their freedoms to speak and their freedoms to assemble. So, Father, we pray that this this justice, your justice, will be brought to this land, that your justice will shatter this corrupted system, that these people that are in jail, that are being held against their will, being held illegally, let them have hope and strength in their heart. Let them feel the prayers of this nation on this day, that we are with you, we hear you. And it is time now for so many across this land from coast to coast to start making a stand. The time is now in the 2023 year, Father, as you've placed on my heart as we need to place on so many, that this is the time to take back what is stolen. This is time to free those that are oppressed. This is time to raise up the voices of the meek. This is time to really wield the sword of the Holy Spirit and to crush this evil across this land, to make it clear that we, the people, we're given dominion over this land by virtue of being humbled before you. And so, Father, in this quest, as we march forward, let us focus purely on reestablishing you on the throne above this land to literally step on snakes and crush scorpions, to cast out these demons and to heal this land with works greater than he. And we say these things in your son's holy name, in Christ's holy name. Amen. 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 Wow. So tell us a little bit about how you got out. That's always, I mean, this 20 days in there, I know you said almost solitary confinement most of the days. How did you get a message out? How were you even able to get out of that place? You know, brother, I, uh, 
I had my my re- my release request denied by a handful of different judges. Um, but finally, I my 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 plea went before Chief Justice Beth Howe, and and in her transcript, she said, you know, that this man did nothing violent, did nothing disruptive, did not go into the Capitol, and she said in the transcripts that I could spend more time in pretrial detention than what I would be uh, be in there for in the full if I was charged with the full letter of the law. So she let me out. Um, but what she, what she stated was came to light because, you know, I was sentenced by Tr- judge Trevor McFadden for two weeks in jail after my sentencing. And, and I spent three weeks, um, in solitary confinement. So, you know, that's why these charges are so trumped up right now, Scott, is because they have to find long prison sentences for these people because they've already held them in jail for so long, you know. But, um, yeah, that's that's what got me out. But I tell you, I'm 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 ever grateful to the Lord that um you know that I I'm not still in there because I don't know how I I, I don't know how I could have spent another day, brother. I mean, it it was that bad, and and I had a Bible, you know. I mean, I. I pastored a church for five years. I've walked with, in step with the Lord for for a large time in my life. So my faith is strong, you know. I mean, I, I by God's grace, I feel like my faith is strong. And, uh, and I was broken before the Lord whenever I was being held in there. I lived in the—you know, I, all I did was read the Bible and pray, but I honestly don't know how I could have spent one more day. I mean, it was—I was to the point where I was fixing to go— um, I mean, I was fixing to just start beating my head off the wall, you know, and and to think that there's still people in the, in that place um, is nothing short of terrifying to me. You know, I mean, it's just this madness has got to stop. What efforts are going on behind the scenes? I mean, obviously, we know that there's some front efforts in raising money for the families. We still have little information about what's going on inside. They've kept them locked out from even visitation for the most part. Am I not correct? Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah, you're right. You're right. They're, they're just, you know, all your basic human rights. I mean, yes, forget about your constitutional rights. Your basic human rights are stripped from you when you go in there. I mean, my first uh, nine days in solitary confinement, I was in 24-hour confinement. I mean, they didn't even let me take a shower. They didn't let me use the phone. They just locked me in a cell about the size of a closet and, uh, and, and just stripped me of everything, you know? And so I just, I don't see a way out brother through, um, hoping that we can hire better attorneys and have good, better defenses in these court hearings and stuff. I feel like the only way out of January 6th is to tell the truth of January 6th and reveal the lies that have already been told. I mean, if, if you and your listeners remember back on the day of January 6th, all of the mainstream media was telling us that Officer Brian Sicknick was beaten to death with the fire extinguisher, was murdered by Trump supporters, and come to find out the truth of it was is he didn't die apparently until the next day of natural causes of stroke. You know, and, and another lie was Roseanne Boylan, where they said that she died of a drug overdose, and we heard that, saw that headline over and over and over and over again. But the truth of the matter is, is that Roseanne Boylan was quite possibly beaten to death in the West Tunnel by a Metropolitan Police officer named Lila Mora. You know, so the, the truth of, of, of January 6th will set us free, but the truth has got to come to light. And we have, 
have to demand that the truth is told, you know, because there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of inside agents on that day. I mean, we saw some of the congressional hearings the other day where Director Ray was before Congress, and um, I can't remember which representative it was, but was asking him, was there FBI agents that were dressed in, in, in Trump's clothing inside of the Capitol before the doors were breached? And Ray started quivering like a, you know, like a rat. And, and he couldn't answer that question. But the FBI, the FBI knows the truth. The CIA knows the truth. The Secret Service knows the truth. The Capitol Police know the truth. And we have to have people that are willing to have the courage to tell that truth inside of those agencies. And we really need to know the full picture of what went on on that day. Because it was a setup, brother. It was a setup from start to finish, I guarantee well, it seems to me that what we were witnessing there was a coordinated effort to defame every patriot movement in this nation in one blow to include MAGA and Q and America First. We had three percenters. We had others that were there. And it seems like they just had impersonators and imposters doing the deeds of all of those so that there would be a permanent stain on the American psyche, that this was truly an insurrection, which would push us farther towards the camp of the left. And then I add to that, it's just, it, the amazing thing is no one is working, including Trump, to dispel that myth. Is that, is that correct? Oh, yeah. And it, it just, it, that's the thing that really rubs me the wrong up, you know. I mean, I, I sat in that cell for three weeks, and I know President Trump. You know, I mean, I've been in the Oval Office. I've sat down at the desk with him. I've spoken to him on the phone. I've greeted him out here in New Mexico. I know President Trump on a personal level. And so for him not to advocate for us that have been treated that badly, um, it, it, it's really difficult, you know. And I just, I just pray that there's, you know, as we always do. I mean, we pray that there's a bigger action behind it. We pray there's a reason or a, or a cause of why he's not coming out stronger in defense of the January 6th Patriots. But as we sit right now, I really don't know and everything is in question. You know, even President Trump, I'm sorry, and I say this on some platforms and everybody scolds me and says, oh, you're terrible, you know, but we should always question our political leaders, you know, and I told President Trump that I, you know, when we, we spoke one time about George W. Bush, and I told President Trump, you know, that what a letdown he was, because I was a Bush guy whenever Bush was in there, you know, but I'm not going to get Bushed again. I'm not going to get W again. I mean, I'm going to question President Trump and, and watch his actions. I support his policy. I support the America First agenda. I think he was a great president. I think he did great things for our country. But I want to know what's going on today. I want to know what his plan is tomorrow. And Trump needs to speak out and advocate more strongly um, for those that are being uh, completely annihilated by this, Scott. Because, you know, I tell you, you know, our, our lives and our time is our most valuable asset and it's something that we never get back and we have we have a guy like jake lang who's 25 years old jake saved two lives on january the 6th both of those men signed sworn affidavits the only reason why they're alive is because of jake lang's actions and jake has been in solitary or in prison for the last two years he's in the prime of his life they're taking time away from jake that he'll never get back 
you know. I mean, he should be raising a family right now. He should be building a future right now. But instead, they've got him locked inside of a cell. And President Trump needs to tell Jake Lang's story. President Trump needs to tell, um, you know, these other guys, uh, Kenneth Harrelson's story. President Trump needs to start directly advocating for the J6 families or he's going to lose a lot more respect, you know, I mean, because every day that goes by is a day wasted. Well, that's a true statement. You know, when you were on the show last time, I read this quote, but it's really appropriate, I think, to read it again now. Patriotism means to stand by the country. It does not mean to stand by the president or any public official, save exactly to the degree in which he himself stands by the country. It is patriotic to support him insofar as he efficiently serves the country. It is unpatriotic not to oppose him to the exact extent that by the inefficiency or otherwise he fails in his duty to stand by the country. In either event, it is unpatriotic not to tell the truth, whether about the president or anyone else. That quote is Theodore Amen. Roosevelt. Amen. Great quote, and 100% true, you know, I mean, we should always question our leaders. If we don't question our leaders, then we're guilty of being the cult that so many people will call us sometimes. Well, you're a Trump cult. Well, cult leaders never question the leader of their leadership, but patriots, as the great Theodore Roosevelt said, should always question. We should always, and that's the way we stay healthy. That's the way we stay on track, you know, and and the fact of the matter is, too, on January 6th, brother, I mean, people have to just slow down to really think about what was going on then because we had a sitting president that was telling the American people that China stole your election. And that's why I stood on the ground up to January 6th that there would never be a Biden presidency, you know? I mean, whenever you heard guys like Mike Pompeo laugh whenever he was questioned and Mike Pompeo says there will never be a Biden presidency and Ted Cruz saying China stole our elections and Trump so you know if China truly stole the American elections in my opinion that should have been an act of war I mean we should have declared literal war on China if they stole our elections not tell people like me and others like me China stole your elections to the point where, I mean, I didn't do anything violent or, you know, but some did. Some, broke, you know, some marched right into the Capitol because they had such passion built in their heart because they were here and China stole your election. You better stand up. You better stand strong, you know, peacefully and patriotically. And that's what they did, even those that went into the Capitol, many of them. They didn't do anything violent. They were standing peacefully and patriotically. They were standing strong and of one accord up against a power that they were being told stole their elections, the American people's elections. So whenever you think of that in its full scope in the big picture, then you can you can understand more of why people walked into that Capitol. You know, and many of those guys and men and women that were there on January 6th, Scott, had never even been to Washington, D.C. before, okay? I mean, they came out of the hollows of Kentucky and Arkansas and New Mexico and California, and I mean, these were these are people that love our country. Many veterans, you know. I mean, we were we were concerned at that time, and for it to, you know, I'll, I'll never forget as I was walking away from the 
from the Capitol um, as Trump told everybody to go home. And there was these brothers, they were carrying a big cross and they were preaching the gospel all day. These guys from Tennessee, amazing brothers in the Lord, strong patriots. And I remember one of them was on a bullhorn and he goes, yeah, Mr. President, it's real easy for you to go back down to Mar-a-Lago at the end of this day, whenever we go back home to wrecked out businesses, children that are locked out of their schools, futures that are destroyed. And that really, uh, that really rested on me, you know, I mean, because that's the, that's where we were at. We didn't, we couldn't go back home to, you know, a last of luxury. And, and, you know, I mean, we're, we were crushed at that time. January 6th of 2021, we were de- devastated and we were fearful and we were scared and we didn't know what was going to happen. And then for President Trump to just give the keys to the White House to Joe Biden and walk away, man, I just thought, dang, what's he doing? You know, I mean, is is it all just a show? Is it all just, you know, what, what exactly is going on? But we, our lives is just been destroyed through January 6th, you know, and, and we really need President Trump to step up and defend us in this. I fully agree. I think this is the, the big problem. We've got a very powerful speech that came out yesterday from him, and I give him a lot of credit, very detailed on what we're going yeah. to be doing about the border issue, the security on the border of dealing with cartels. It's kind of the old Trump, but we still haven't seen that profound a position. We'll see what he says tonight. I don't know. He's supposed to have a, a rally or speech tonight at, I think, think, 10 Eastern or something. But we haven't heard anything from him in strength and in focus about the January 6th prisoners. And that's something yeah. that, I mean, this is we haven't seen this level of prisoner uh, issues since the Revolutionary War when they were putting our, our boys off onto British boats sitting out on, on the bay outside Boston and, and New York. Yeah. Amen. You know, and, and we've got casualties right now, you know, I mean, every life that's locked in a cell right now is a casualty of war. And, uh, and in war, we know that there's going to be casualties, but in war, you have an objective, you have a mission and, and, you know, you, you know, sometimes we're willing as free freedom, love and red blooded American patriots. We're ready to step on the line and pay a sacrifice for our country. But we got to know that there's an objective at the end of this. We got to know that we're fighting for something that we can actually attain. And, you know, those objectives and that vision and that leadership needs to come from President Trump. So, you know, I haven't quit praying for him. I haven't quit supporting him. You know, I mean, many times people will run, you know, the Rolling Stones and these big left wing hit job media uh, platforms will say, uh, you know, Coy Griffin's turned on the president or is bashing President Trump and this and that. And and that's not right. I, I, I haven't turned on Trump. I haven't bashed him. I haven't. But at the same time, we have to keep pushing him. We have to keep pushing our leadership. We have to keep demanding that he has strength and resolve through this because we've got too much on the line right now, you know, and and even like with Trump endorsing McCarthy in Congress, I'm sitting back going, are you serious, man? You know, I mean, Kevin McCarthy is, he's a, I mean, he's like Mitch McConnell, you know? I mean, he's not, he's not on our side. And whenever Trump starts doing this, I'm like, okay, now, is he, is, is, is he got, is he weighing hard? Is he, is he doing this for a different, for, to reveal people or is 
or is he not who we're hoping and praying that he is? That's the question that is still kind of out, out to jury right now. And I just pray. I pray for Trump. I, you know, I know him. I love him. I appreciate him. He's done so much good. And I just pray that history shines a very gentle, patriotic light on him. But, but I think that we're going to know uh, very soon what that's going to be. Well, I do think the one thing that's important here, and you kind of hit on it, is we're going to have to come to a point, and I think it's now, that we have to stop asking if there's a secondary agenda. We've had two years of people yeah. suffering in jail to supposedly promote oh. a secondary agenda. And I'm not, this is not a criticism to you, Coey. This is just everybody yeah. wants that other side of the story to think that it's a good thing. There's, it's, there's sometimes that dirtbaggery is just dirtbaggery, end of story. And that neglect is neglect. So we have two things going on, in my opinion, which is a government that is absolute tyranny, that is turned on the people, yeah. that is owned and controlled by the puppet masters of the World Economic Forum, the the places like BlackRock and the, and the central bankers. And then we have this other side that, that they've built up such a narrative that it's not politically convenient to use because there's such a fear of alienated people. I mean, let's be real. This is the same Republican Party now that's embracing transgenderism and embracing, oh. embracing the, the, the whole, you know, the log cabin Republicans, the, the LGBTQ movement as far because they're now moving over. There is a fear, in my opinion, of stepping into the January 6th issue, which speaks poorly to leadership. We don't need that. We need bold leadership that's going to call it out Amen. and solve the problem. Amen. Amen. And, and one other one other area that Trump needs to tend to and 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 give account for is his, his position on the vaccine. You know, I mean, President Trump, he's boasted in Operation Warp Speed for a long time. He told the American people, along with Bill O'Reilly, that he was boosted, you know. And if this jab is, is, is the poison that I'm so terrified that it is, um... President Trump, he, he needs to address it. You know, he needs to address it in humility. I mean, we would all give Trump grace if he was to say, look, y'all, you know, I, 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 I was misguided. I was fed bad information. I trusted in the wrong people, and I told you the wrong thing, and I'm sorry, but this is not good. If he would come to that place, he could be restored, and he could move forward. But if Trump doesn't, if Trump doesn't back his heart up to Operation Warp Speed and address it, if he thinks it's just going to go away, he's an ever-loving fool. You know, I mean, he's going to have to address the vaccine. He's going to have to address Operation Warp Speed. And every day that goes by is a day where people's health is potentially um, more at risk. And so, you know, that's going to be inexcusable one day if he doesn't. Uh, um, address it and January 6th will be inexcusable as well I'm sorry and I mean I, I love him and I support him but I tell you what um, you know it'll get to the point and uh, if he thinks that he's invincible politically if he thinks he's politically invincible he, he's out of his mind you know I mean because this stuff's going to come back and, and, and get him well, I think that's that is the whole point of this discussion is it, it is a it's a compassionate discussion. And you, you said this earlier, it's sure. not about attacking him, but there's a no. there's a difference between attacking and calling out a need to have truth and questioning right. decisions of somebody and not following blindly. All of this there is so much evidence now that is stacked up on two major issues. One is January sixth, 
and one is yep. the clot shot, the death virus, That's or the right. death shot, right? The bioweapon. You can't walk right. away from those. And, you know, I read no. something this morning. It's like someone was saying that, well, <clears throat> the laws required him to trust his advisors as a president during a pandemic. That's fine. But that doesn't excuse the promotion of it, and it doesn't. It still has to be explained and why his signature on those papers that approved it. Just like there has to be an explanation as to why he called January 6th rally. He's the one that promoted it. And then at the end, right. he's the one that said, go home. And there's no explanation for that. None. That's right. People deserve well, truth. And, the, and the, you know, that that deal about, well, you got to do it because the laws say that the laws say this and the laws say that as an elected official. You know, I dealt with that whenever I voted not to certify the, the 2020 election. I voted not to certify this last primary election before they removed me from office. And. I was threatened by the Secretary of State through the New Mexico Supreme Court with fourth-degree felonies and removal of office if I didn't vote yes on a yes-no board vote. And I reminded them that my oath of office is not to the state of New Mexico, but it's to the people that have entrusted me with that office. And President Trump has sworn an oath as well. He's sworn an oath to the people of this country, and he needs to honor that oath. And part of his oath is to make sure that they're safe and that they're secure. And so, you know, again, it will be inexcusable if he knows and if his heart is telling him, you know, I should tell him this. But if he's afraid because the law says that he's got to do that, no, that ain't going to fly at the end of this deal. He needs to do what his conviction and his gut is telling him to do. And, and if it's protecting American lives, there's no greater reason to move than, than for that. Absolutely. Oaths are not something to take lightly, which is interesting because this entire case that's in front of the Supreme Court today to be heard, to be decided if they're going to carry it forward, is based on oaths, correct? That's right. And, you know, it's kind of a, for me, I, I'm personally interested in this because whenever they removed me from office, they found me you know, they removed me on ground of insurrection, but at the very bottom of it was my a violation of my oath. That's why they removed me from office. So you know what? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. If they want to remove me from office, I'll I'll fall on that sword. I'll take one for the team. But you know what? If they're you're going to do it to me, then get to doing it to those guys at the top for violating their oath too. I mean, so I pray by God's grace. I pray that um, He gives me such a great honor as to my case setting precedent for some of this stuff that's going on at the Supreme Court. But, um, but you know, I mean, there, if you're in violation of your oath directly, willfully, with intent, then, by God, remove them. You know, I hope that that case goes through. What's your thought on that, Coy? On the Brunson deal? Right. Do you think it's got a chance? You know, um <laughs> I think everything's got a chance whenever you factor in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know. I Amen. Mean, I, 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 believe that, I believe that we're in the days of Elijah right now, you know. I believe that Jesus is on his way, and, and uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I believe, you know, I believe the Supreme Court has great power, and I believe that God, I pray that God gives them great conviction and hearts to truly serve the American people, and if, if that takes place. 
you bet. I think we could have a great cleansing in Washington, D.C. So, um, you know, I'm I'm praying by faith and trusting in God, you know, <laughs> we, that it'll happen. We, we need the, the, the uh, angelic plumbers down there to clear, the, clear all that place out, <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> Hey, Cody, what, what, what great words do you have for everybody out here on this day? You know, just to continue to continue to know that Jesus is still on his throne, you know. I mean, we get full of so, so much despair, and we can work ourselves to a frenzy, but, you know, God is God is the great orchestrator, and, and, you know, kind of being on the tip of this sphere that I've been on, you know, and seeing things from the very front seat, um, I see a lot of different stuff, a lot of moving parts right now. And there's a lot of stuff that God's got in motion right now. And I believe that he's bringing up, he's fixing to bring us into a day that man won't be able to explain, that will only be able to be explained by the sovereignty and the providence of the Almighty. So um, be encouraged in that. Just continue to stand strong in your faith. Continue to provide uh, with the power that God gives you and, uh, and stay the course because we can't be threatened, we can't be intimidated, and we damn sure can't back down right now. We got to keep our hats pulled down, keep trusting in the Lord, and know that um, you know God loves us and He'll deliver us, just like He's done with so many times in the in the history. You know, I mean, you don't got to look very deep in the Bible to see the hand of God and the power of God, and uh, I believe we're going to see it very soon. So, one last thing: what did you read? as the scripture when you were in January 6th, and why did you choose that? You know, um, I mean, I read I read the whole Bible whenever I was in there. I, read, I only missed no, a couple. No, I'm talking, at the, I'm I'm talking at, the, I, at the rally day. You said specifically you read Chronicles. Oh, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, you know, and, and that scripture, you know, and many of y'all, your listeners know it, you know, it says if my people who are called by my name and, you know, that's not talking to the world. That's not talking to atheists and liberal God-haters. You know, that's talking to Christians. You know, I mean, we 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 really need to consider our own hearts and humbling ourselves, you know. And, and if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and repent, you know, and, and humility and repentance, that's. We, we have to do that in our own personal lives. We have to do that in our churches. We have to uh, do that in our community. And the scriptures say, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal. I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And, you know, I mean, we, we definitely live in a land that needs healing. And, uh, and we definitely have a God that is a relational God, you know, I mean, praise God that we don't have to, serve this God as this glowing light off in the distance, you know, I mean, we, we serve a living God that came and robed himself in the flesh in the, in the form of his son, Jesus Christ, and walked as a man. God took the form of a man through Jesus, and he knows our heartaches, he knows our troubles, he knows our temptations, he went through all of it, you know, though he didn't fight hell like we did, you know, I mean, we know that, that Jesus was sinless and perfect. But we 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 serve a God that's relational, and uh, but but He wants us to come back to Him. You know, we we don't need to be following man. You know, I mean Psalms one eighteen eight. That's a scripture that continues to roll over. It's better to 
trust in the Lord than to have confidence in man. You know, any man, including Donald Trump, you know, I mean, Trump can say that he got the election stolen over and over and over. And I agree that the election was rigged. But at the end of the day, we have to know that God is the one that giveth and God is the one that taketh away. And if God wanted Trump in office today, Trump would be in office today. So we have to sit back and think, well, why wouldn't he be? Well, it's because God wants us to come to him, you know. And so Second um, Chronicles 7.14, that's the way to get there. And, uh, and I, pray that, I pray that we do as a nation. And uh, I pray that our, our best days are still to come because I think they very well could be. I think they are. Coey, I want to just thank you for jumping on today at short notice. It's always a blessing to, to have you on. It's a, it's a great conversation always. I just just wish you the greatest in this year of 2023, and we will definitely be talking regularly, okay? Let's do that, Scott. Love you, brother, and, and I appreciate your platform. You, you know, I, I tell you what, I have a, a handful of friends, uh, Jeff and, and a handful of others that are uh, – that man everybody that i know that stand on the platform of bars fm are just unbelievable americans great patriots and great followers of christ so that's your fruit brother that's coming off of bars fm and it's good fruit and uh to be noted thank you and very humbled so god bless you coey we'll, we'll, we'll talk very love soon. you brother love you too, right, man. okay god we'll bless talk you soon. okay bye-bye. Bye-bye. God bless. well patriots that was coey griffin and just such a great, great voice and such an honor to have him on on today on January 6th. I just ask that as you go through the day, just keep your prayers up for those in the D.C. Gulag. Pray as well that there's some reason and some spiritual, uh, I'm just going to say it, some spiritual butt kicking that goes on with President Trump. We really need uh, we need somebody out here with the platform of his to be able to speak truth and to start advocating for these folks that are being held. And this narrative that has been rammed down America's throat has to be destroyed. We are those that can change that. And we can change it by constantly speaking truth out into the world. And that's the one thing that Coey does constantly in spite of all the hell that he's been through from the starting with the reading of scripture being thrown into the gulag in D.C. and then coming back and then have the, having them go after him as a county commissioner, it's, it's just ridiculous. And it continues. This triggered culture and this, these weak, lame people that are in power in this country need to be purged. We need to get back to solid, God-loving, God-fearing patriots that aren't going to be afraid to stand up for truth at any cost. And that's what this day has to end up representing, is those people that are in jail are representing a strong stand. They're not giving in. In fact, I don't know if you heard, but on starting on January 3rd, the January 6th prisoners have been fasting, praying to God for relief and fasting in jail. So keep your prayers up for them. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. We're going to do a little special show tonight. I'm going to feed, just zero in on podcasting. We have a lot of um, people starting podcasts. I just I'm going to lay out kind of some guidelines and some things I'm going to recommend, some things I'm going to encourage, and I'm excited about the number of people in Bards Nation that are wanting to podcast. This is an opportunity now to disciple and take that into the world. So that means building far beyond the limits of Bards Nation, and that's going to be the uh, the real testimony to the success of, that we have of bringing God's word in its many different ways out into the world. So uh, tonight, I will um, 
I'll be talking, the whole show will be dedicated to podcasting, kind of my experience and, and hopefully some wisdom that it can pass on to all those that are starting and hopefully some inspiration that those that are considering. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. No question about it. And God will never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But I'll tell you what, I want to be on his side on this thing. So we have to accept that we have a responsibility in this fight. We have, a, we have game in this fight. And so that's why he has us here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. And we need to realize that. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs>